Hi, I'm David Ireland, the Wildlife Man. Welcome to the Wildlife Man podcast. Now I'll be telling stories about my life of adventure. How I began as a sickly weak child that was bullied and bashed. How I was rescued and trained physically and mentally by a circus strongman. How I became a wildlife film producer filming and working with a huge diversity of animal life around the world. Everything from sharks and crocodiles, deadly snakes, lions, leopards and hippo, and humpback whales. So welcome to the Wildlife Man podcast, because every week I will tell a new story, and I will entertain you. Hi, I'm David Ireland, the Wildlife Man. Now, today's story is about a scene I did from my film Crocodile Man that was released worldwide on Discovery Channel in 1990. I was actually working in the most horrific place I have ever filmed in my life. It was called The Blood Drain. And my goal at the time was to film a huge saltwater crocodile that was a man-eater. And I almost lost my life. So let's get down to the story. The first obstacle had been triumphantly surmounted, but the expedition was not over yet. And it was now time, while Michael returned south, to head for Darwin and the next stage of Ireland's investigation into the ways of the crocodile. We've gone back in time with the expedition of the blood drive. We'd recorded dinosaurs, living dinosaurs, and the way they behave in a territorial situation. Their body language and their dominance. And this had never been recorded before. From Mark's point of view, they'd done what they set out to do, filmed crocodile behaviour never recorded before. But to David Ireland, this was only the beginning. I'd learnt that there's one dominant beast that controls a territory. I wanted to travel through the Northern Territory to Darwin to experiment further with my theories of their dominance and their power. Even in captivity, crocodiles are extremely dangerous. More than that, however, David Ireland wanted to prove that unlike other animals in captivity, they never lose their ferocity, that they remain totally wild, their spirit unbroken. The old Aborigine had taught me very well the ancient secret art of the calling. The ability to call the animals right to me, but also to challenge them. Rogue crocodiles who kill cattle, menace boats, or are suspected of attacking people are trapped from the wild and confined in this lake. 
over a hundred powerful reptiles living uncomfortably close together. Fiercely competitive. This was the perfect environment for Ireland to test further what he had witnessed in the wild. If Ireland's theory was correct, then somewhere out there, there had to be a master crocodile, the lord of this prison-like lake, to whom all the others eventually gave precedence, a creature of great cunning and awesome power. I mean, you know, mate, I'd like to put the cage right in this bloody pond, right in the middle of the bus. I really do, I want to put the cage right in the middle. Well, I don't agree with you. I, you know, what do you hope to achieve? In the wild, we see only one adult crocodile about every quarter of a mile. So the chances of us filming any territorial fighting or body language between them, I mean, we'll be out there for another two years. In the, in the wild, you had a situation where you only had a few crocodiles. You could monitor the situation and you had control of the situation. Here with over a hundred crocs, I know that. Honestly, I think you've got a situation where that cage might be torn to bits. I, I want to put the cage in here. I really want to put it in here. Okay, well, if you, if you really decide that you want to do that, I'll go along with it. But we've got to design a new cage. The other cage we had, that's finished. We've got to design another cage. We've got to make it stronger and I'll go along with you and we'll try it. The new cage was a lot stronger than the other one. It was better welded, it was better constructed than the other one. But it was lightweight, it was a lot lighter. Mark was concerned, and I was too, that there was a possibility that the crocodiles could easily pull it over or even drag it into the middle of the lake, into the deep part of the lake. If I get in the cage here, it will surely stimulate the most dominant crocodile of the lake to take over the territory around my cage. And I believe that when he decides to attack, that his commitment will be total. When we paddled out to the cage, I felt a terrible sense of fear. And seeing so many crocodiles on the surface. And knowing that there were so many more underwater.
stranger keeps a wary eye as other eyes look on with cold reptilian calculation. Unlike man, Crocodile is patient and will not commit himself until he has thoroughly assessed a situation. When he has done so, however, he decides to attack, then that commitment is total. Or so Ireland believes. When the ranger paddled away in that little boat and left me in the cage, I felt terribly isolated and terribly alone. I knew they'd take their time. I knew in spite of their power and their speed and their agility and their enormous strength, I knew they'd be wary and watch and be cautious. Because that's the nature of these predators. Just like the blood drain when they came, they fed very quickly. And they snapped at the bait very, very fast. The cage started to become buffeted somewhat. I could feel their, their legs and their heads and their tails hitting the cage, and I could feel it shaking. And the concern that it might be pulled over or knocked over, of course, was still very much there and very much a concern to me. And then, just like the blood drain, the dominant crocodile decided to attack. He decided that he would take control of the territory around the cage. And he attacked the other crocodiles. A tremendous force. The master crocodile's bait had been specially and securely roped to the cage. I was going to prove once and for all that the most dominant crocodile would never give up that he would pull the cage over rather than let go of that bait. The moment had now come to test this theory. The moment of truth. Was it to be survive or surrender? And if so, who would break first? David Ireland had cut the rope and saved his own life. But defeated, he was nevertheless still the winner. He had survived and proved his theory correct. He was 
But that scene was one of the main scenes in Crocodile Man. And the film played on Discovery Channel in America and Canada, on major networks worldwide, in some cinemas for over a year. It launched my career. But I will never forget Fergus, the man-eating crocodile, and the blood drain. Now guys, if you like my stories, make sure you subscribe and you like, because then you'll get notification every time I tell a story.